Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're joined by Lewis Witchers. Uh, Mr. Witchers is a member of the board of Texas Gun Sense, where they advocate for common sense, evidence-based policies to reduce gun injuries and deaths. Mr. Witchers is a former multi-decade police officer. He's also a former teacher. And his blog piece on the Texas Gun Sense website challenges the NRA slogan, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Lewis, how are you? Fine, how are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, good to talk to you. Uh, Would you tell us, please, what the mandate is of Texas Gun Sense? What is it you want to see happen? And not just in the wake of Uvalde. You've been at this for a long time. Yes, um... You know, when I think about gun violence, I always think, are there ways to proactively prevent it? And that is why I got involved in Texas Gun Sense. And when I was a police officer, one of the things I quickly learned, you want to prevent a crime, especially a violent one. It costs us so much less economically, medically, sociologically, and as a community. The best way to prevent a shooting or violent crime is to proactively interrupt its occurrence months, weeks, days ahead of time. And I would just want to discuss one incident that happened a couple years ago. This is what had happened in Dayton, Ohio. This the Dayton, Ohio shooter on August 4, 2019, killed or injured 26 people with 41 rounds in less than 32 seconds. Now, a team of police officers did an excellent job and stopped him in those 32 seconds. However, let's think about this. There is no way he could have killed or wounded 26 people in 32 seconds with his hands and feet, a blunt object, or an edged weapon. He used a very easy way to kill people, and that is a semi-automatic firearm. And so when I look at programs, policies, that way I evaluate them, them is to say, do this, does this policy or program proactively make it harder or less likely for a person to kill someone, to kill themselves, or to kill someone else and then themselves? Because guess what? When that shooter shows up at a place of worship, a workplace, a public event, a mall, a store, or school, you are just reacting. And that's also something I learned as a police officer. If you are dealing with a shooter who has shown up, you are already seconds and minutes behind the ball. So it's much better to prevent something. And we can prevent things through violence interruption, controlling firearm access, and putting limitations on firearms. So this always gets a visceral response, and it did yesterday. Uh, I received email from her night. One of them was absolutely bizarre. Uh, the email that I was referring to actually attacked Mark Barden, whose son, Daniel, six years of age, was shot and killed at Sandy Hook. So I'd say to that person, take your meds before you send me another email. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was bizarre. It, it dropped the F-bomb on, on Mr. about Mr. Barden. It was just awful. I don't even know why I'm mentioning this, because it might... Right. 
I know, I generate another one. Anyway, I've always I've got you blocked, the, the guy who sent the email. If you send me another one, it's just going to be the ether. But but it generates, uh, Lewis, a, a great deal of visceral response when you talk about firearm restrictions, when you talk about changing the law, whether it's in this country or in your country, particularly in your country, where I understand there's some 400 million guns. What do you think would be considered by the majority of Americans in the wake of Uvalde, in the wake of Tulsa, in the wake of the other Sandy Hook and the, the other mass shootings that have taken place, what do you think the vast majority of Americans would say, yeah, I can go along with that. Yep, I'll accept this as far as making some changes is concerned uh, about firearms in order to protect the community. What do you think would be acceptable? Well, so this is a question I ask. So before we ask about policies, maybe we ought to ask, do you want to go to a church and know that a person can easily, very easily access a firearm and take your church hostage and shoot you? Do you want to drive down the street where someone can easily obtain a firearm and shoot you at a stoplight while you're working because you're a postal worker? And these are all incidents that have happened in in the United in Texas. So at Coffeeville, person took over a, a place of worship. Yeah. Some of the springs, there was a, another slaughter. So what? I, so my next question is, you know, after Sutherland Springs, when that church had so many people killed, a Texas senator, Senator John Cornyn, sat down with that congregation and said. I am going to do my best to prevent this from happening again. So that's the way we need to think of it. We have to think of it. Do you want your kids, do you want yourself to be in greater danger or lesser danger? Do you want to have higher murder rates or lesser murder rates? Because guess what? The things that we have tried that are not proactive, that are strictly we react, okay, so there are two two big ideas that drive people to say we oppose all these things to lower our homicide rate, to lower our death and injury rate, to lower our suicide rates, all that due to firearms. And those two big ideas are the good guy with a the gun theory and for some reason shooters will always go toward places that are gun-free zones. And those are easily discounted. So let's take the gun-free zone idea. And I have about one I minute mean, left, Lewis. I have about one minute. Oh, okay. So basically, you could anecdotally, and that's what my blog did, show that those ideas are false and incorrect. As a police officers carry guns every day, that does not stop people from attacking them. In fact, Texas, between 2010 and 2019, had the highest number of police officers feloniously assaulted and killed than any other state in the United States. So those ideas do not work. We, there are ideas that do work, and those are the three things I mentioned. Violence interruption, controlling firearm access, and things like that. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.